friend in Jesus. He means the world to me. Amen? Amen. Let's take our Bibles, turn to the book of Proverbs chapter number 27. Proverbs chapter number 27 this morning. I do plan on coming tonight. We're going we're gonna to eat after service. Amen? So you come and we're going to celebrate with Isaac and uh, his uh, success through high school and uh, good, to, good to get that over with. Amen? Amen. And start, start as we say, the, the real world. But you know, I really don't know, our children face a lot of things too in the real world. You know, uh, they have a lot of struggles and temptations that they face. And uh, especially our teenagers, they probably face more social pressure and temptations than, uh, than you do as an adult. They probably really do. I'd say they do. Uh, you know, Nelda, you get our age, we just don't care no more, do we? Just think what you will. Amen? Amen. Uh, but they have a lot of pressure on them in school. Uh, that's why we have to be consistent in our church. We have to constantly, publicly display biblical loving Christianity, amen, rooted in biblical truth. So without that, they won't know the way. They sure won't find out the way in the curriculum of the school, amen? They sure won't find it there. Proverbs chapter number 27. Here in just a moment, we'll read our text. Pray for me. I'm, a, I'm spending some time on it. I'm working on a sermon about, about the, the sinfulness of sin, I suppose you could call it that. Um, it's important that we know how critical it is that we should have a proper relationship or a lack of relationship with sin. So that'll be coming up in the next, next few days or week, we'll see. But uh, do keep that in your mind because we want to get it clear. Amen? Proverbs chapter number 27 and look at verse number 2. If you're there, say amen. 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 Let, a, let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth. A stranger, and not thine own lips. Also verse 21, As the finding pot for silver and the furnace for gold, so is a man to his praise. Heavenly Father, thank you for this service today. Thank you, Jesus, for your eternal word. Lord, bless it. Lord, we pray for your help. We pray, God, we could see what you've given us this morning. Lord, we can apply it to our lives and Lord, that our lives could be sanctified by your truth. Lord, help me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me, Lord, anew in your blood. Fill me with your spirit. Lord, I publicly admit, without your help, Lord, I can do nothing. And Lord, we pray, Lord, for your help today, that you'd be glorified, that your word would be heard, and that our lives as people of God and members of our church would be changed and helped and put on the right path by your word. We love you and praise you and we worship you. In your name, Jesus, Lord, we pray. Amen. I'd like to preach to you this morning about the sin of narcissism or the sin of self-worship. The sin of narcissism or the sin of self-worship. The constant need to be praised or celebrated is one of the greatest sins, I believe, of this current generation. The sin of narcissism. The sin of attention-seeking. 
The, the sin of uh, look at me or watch me or see me is a terrible sin that has huge negative impacts upon particularly today God's people and how that it keeps them from a right relationship with God. The sin of narcissism. Proverbs 27 verse 2, Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth. So let someone else brag on you. Let someone else say good things about you. A stranger, the Proverbs say. Not yourself. Let, let a stranger say it. And not thine own lips. In verse 21, praise or compliments or attention is a test of our character. Verse 21, as the fining pot for silver and the furnace for gold, so is a man to his praise. Vain men seek praise. Weak men, they are inflated by it. And wise men or women, they disregard praise. Let another person praise thee. James chapter number 4 and verse number 6, the Bible says this, that God resisteth the proud. He resists the proud. But He gives grace unto the humble. This sin of self-seeking glory and attention, it keeps us away from God. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6 verse 17 that God hates, He hates a proud look. He hates it. God hates the sin of narcissism. God hates the sin of self-glory. God hates the sin of self-praise. He hates it. He utterly despises it. And I thought, why would God hate it so much? And here's why, I believe. Because if you are so full of yourself, there's no room for God. If you are so perfect, then there are no imperfections. If you are so good, then there is no bad in you. Amen? If you are so, so put together, the projection of it, then there is no pieces left for God to have to put together. And God wants to change people's lives through the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if a narcissist is already perfect, then there is no room for God in that heart. If it's all about you, it's never about Him. Amen? If it's all about you, then it'll never be about Jesus. If you are always good, then there is no badness in your assessment of yourself. God hates a proud look. To be, to be a narcissist or to be filled with self-worship and self-praise while you're turning to the book of 1 Timothy, it, it, is a, it is a symptom of serious biblical error. Being, being full of self-praise, self-glory, self-appreciation, narcissism, it is a symptom of a serious biblical error. Number one... In 2 Timothy chapter number 3, it is very worldly. In 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse number 1, and this is a description, if you remember, of the last days. This is what it will be like in the last days. 
This is how people will behave in the last days. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Know this also. Know this. Listen carefully. That in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves in the last days. Now what happens when you love yourself more than God, or you become the center of the universe, you lose your spiritual moral compass. Look what happens after men and women are lovers of their own selves. What happens to them? They become covetous. They become boasters and proud and blasphemers. Well, how can they be blasphemers? Because they love themselves more than they love God. They've made themselves as God. They've become more important to their life than God Himself. They become their own little ruler. They are to be praised more than Jesus. They're to be loved more than God. And why not? Because they love themselves more than God. And since they've put themselves on the pedestal of God, they are appalled and shocked when somebody else doesn't love them as much as they love themselves. And sometimes if we're not careful, listen carefully, we'll even create our own little award show, won't we? We'll bring a comment up or put a post on social media knowing for the sole intention of for our own self-praise and glory and worship. We'll throw ourselves our own little award show. We'll do it in a deceitful attempt. Hey, I'm not bragging on myself. These people are saying these things about me. But this is a serious symptom of apostasy that you have become more important than Jesus Christ or His church or His will in your life. You've become the big show. You're the, you're the center ring in the circus. You're number one in the universe. In the last days it'll be like this. Is this making sense, amen? Isn't this what it's like right now today? Let me say for just before we get any further, that should not be the characteristic of a person in the New Testament church. That should not be a characteristic of a New Testament Christian. That is not what God wants for your life. What God wants for your life is you to be number two, and He wants Him to be number one, Amen? And when He starts becoming number one in your life, you are a far away second to Him. In the last days, people will love themselves. In the last days, they'll love themselves so much, there'll be no need for Jesus. Why would I ever come to Jesus? I'm not imperfect. I am perfect. Look how people celebrate me and care about me and and are proud of me. In the last days, it'll be like this. Proud and blasphemers disobedient to parents because if there's no respect for God, there'll be no respect for parents. Unthankful. Unholy. See, when it becomes about you, it becomes about your needs, your desires, your interests. Anything goes because you are the center. You are your own moral and spiritual compass. Without natural affection. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, Fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, and having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away, God says. In the last days, men and women will love themselves more than they love Jesus. Let another man praise thee. 
and not thine own mouth. A stranger and not thine own lips. It is a symptom of serious biblical error. It is a serious symptom of worldliness. And the Christians, we as God's people, are to not love the world nor the things of the world. It's a serious symptom of apostasy. What's apostasy? It is a great falling away. It is turning away from the truth that you know and the sin of self-love, self-praise, self-celebrating, self-glorification is it's a turning away from the glory that is due the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father and God the Son. Amen? Narcissism is a sign of apostasy. Number two, narcissism or self-worship is a serious biblical error. It is a symptom of deep biblical ignorance. What does the Bible teach about you? The Bible teaches about you is that you are sinful. You are wicked. (laughs) See, we live in a generation today that this is what you hear. You, You should... You should praise yourself, love yourself, promote yourself, glorify yourself, celebrate yourself. But the Bible comes along in response to that and says to you, about you, what's to celebrate? What's to celebrate? You are wicked. You are sinful. You're a rebel. Say, well, I'm so pretty. I'm so beautiful. You are grotesque and vile and wretched apart from Jesus Christ in the eyes of God. So what's, I would ask this about me. What is to love? I've found that in my flesh is no good thing. Amen? What's to celebrate? What have I done that's worthy of celebrating? What have I done that, what have you done that's worthy of high praise and men's and women's applause? What great success have you done that has provided righteousness for you? What have you done that's going to last for eternity? What are you going to do in this life that won't, that won't fade away? What are you going to do? Are you, are you so pretty? Okay, pretty and beauty is vain, amen? You're going to get wrinkled, and you're going to get shriveled, and you're going to get shorter, and you're going to get weaker, and it's going to be fleeting, and it'll go away. What could you glory and celebrate in that is so pleasing and admirable that is worthy of surpassing the glory and the honor and the beauty and the power and the righteousness that is in the Lord Jesus Christ? Nothing. What can you boast in? I can't help it. I'll quote it again. Where the Apostle Paul said, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's to be praised? But Josh, you should celebrate. Celebrate what? When Jesus said, apart from me in John 15, you can do nothing. Amen. Well, I'm strong, yeah, because he is. I'm smart, maybe, but don't you know... Don't you know that the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men? 
I'm successful. Yes, because it rains on the just and on the unjust that the good God who loves you is good to all people. You can't glory in nothing. It is a symptom of a grotesque biblical error that you, by your own, by your own strength, or power, or wisdom, or intellect, or beauty has achieved something apart from God, you are not worthy to be celebrated. Because the Bible says that we are wicked and vile and wretches. That's not a very popular thing to say anymore, is it? That we are despicable and dirty-minded and full of lust and self-glory and, 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 and wickedness and sin, that there is nothing about me that is worthy to be celebrated. You see, when we find out the truth about our hearts, here's what normally will happen, is that heart will stop looking unto themselves for confidence and self-glory and applause, and that heart who understands the truth about who they are in the sight of a holy God and how weak they are in the presence of a strong God and how, and how wicked they are in the presence of a righteous God, they will do what? Jesus, save me! Jesus, help me. Jesus, change me. Jesus, deliver me. Jesus, cleanse me and wash me in Your blood and deliver me from my sins because all that I am, I am by the grace of Almighty God. There's so many people sitting in church pews and in churches all across this community and probably even in here too, that you've got this false idea, this narcissistic, blasphemous, godless, wicked thought that this is about you. It ain't about you. It's about Jesus Christ and what He can offer you who are in such a desperate need for His saving, redeeming grace. But you can't see it because of your own self-worship and self-confidence and narcissistic spirit that comes straight from the devil and all of his demons. Because he said, I want to be like the Most High. I want my throne to be higher than the heavens. I want to be applauded and celebrated. I want people to say, look at me, look at me. When he and all the host of heaven should have been looking at the triune eternal God when they took their eyes off him. And Satan and all of his hosts began to look at self. The universe spiraled into deep darkness and wickedness, and so will you if you think you and this life is about you. It's not. Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thine own lips. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 3, the Word of God says this, this, should be, this is the behavior becoming to Christians. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. The Amplified Bible, which is, which is an important book to have and to own, what it does is it takes all the meaning of the Greek word or Hebrew word and the limits of the English language, it, it, it 
it completely, it, it brings all the water out of the rag, so to speak. So it'll verbalize what the text is trying to say, which the English language sometimes has trouble saying. And the Amplified Bible, which is not a translation, it amplifies with other words to stress the importance where sometimes some of the words are lost by the deficiencies of the English language. It says this, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. Do nothing through empty conceit or selfishness. Do nothing for self-praise. Do nothing to be celebrated. Do nothing Nothing to draw attention to yourself through empty conceit and selfishness. Hey, our lives should be like this. I don't want people to see me. I want people to see Jesus in me. I don't want people to know about my success. I want people to know about His success. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about Jesus. Another man said this about that text, Philippians 2.3. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Be humble. How do we humble ourselves? There's an interesting passage in the book of James, chapter 4, and verse number 10. James says, humble yourselves. Well, yeah, How? He, he, he inserts a little truth that helps us do that. So the Bible is awesome because the Bible says, here's how I want you to live, and here's how you can get there. The Bible says, here's what I want from you, Christian, and here's how you get there. James chapter 4, verse number 10, humble yourselves. Okay, how? In the sight of the Lord. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. So here's what you do. Through eyes of faith, listen carefully, I'm about through. Through eyes of faith, you see yourself in the sight of the Lord. See it? Compare yourself to the Lord. Like Isaiah did, Isaiah chapter number 6. I was in the the Spirit and I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And what does He do? He's humbled, he's humiliated even in the sight of God. John the Revelator, when he saw the Lord in all of his glory, he fell at his feet as a dead man. You know what narcissism really is? It is not seeing yourself in relation to the glory of God. And anything not of faith, what does the Bible teach us? Is sin. How can you boast and brag about yourself in the sight of God? You can't. Do you see Him? Can you see Him through eyes of faith? That I don't know how in this world the behavior after you see the Lord Jesus and how you've come to Him in saving faith and how you've stood at the foot of His cross and how you, how you, like Thomas, you saw Him in His resurrected glorified body I don't know how in the world after seeing that, after saying that you believe that, after coming to terms with that, after saying that you know Jesus, after saying He's your Lord and He's your Savior, after promoting that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, 
I don't know how in the world if that is true. That you are not like the publican next to the Pharisee who smote himself on his breast and would not even so much as lift his eyes up to heaven and said, have mercy on me for I am a sinful man. I am a sinful woman. Oh, how I need thee. Lord, I need thee. I have nothing to celebrate. Nothing. Nothing. In closing, turn to Psalms chapter 150. Last book in the book of Psalms. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Psalms 149. Let's do that one first for a few verses. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Sing unto the Lord a new song and His praise in the congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in Him that made Him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. Let them praise His name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto Him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in His people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Psalms 150. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the palstry and the harp. Praise Him with the timbered and the dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything, everything, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen? Not you. Him. I want to encourage you to avoid, run from, abhor any situation that might heap praise upon yourself. I would run from any thought or any award show that you might present to yourself that might even arrange praises that you desire. I would avoid it at all costs. And I would live unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Because your praise and worship of yourself keeps you away from the life-changing grace and power that is found only in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm speaking to Christians. If it's about you constantly, you're going to stay a babe in Jesus Christ You're going to live a silly, self-centered life. It's going to be vain, without purpose, and without meaning. It'll be empty and devoid of anything important. You'll get the idea that you are the most important person in any room that you're in, and you're the most important subject of anything that's ever talked about. It'll never be about Jesus then. And you'll say the word Jesus because that's what the culture teaches you to say. And you'll appreciate a good sermon or a good gospel song because that's the crowd that you're seeking to fit in. But if it stays about you, it'll always be about you. Let it be about the One who created the heavens and the earth. Let it be about the One who died on Mount Calvary 
Let it be about the one who arose from the dead. Because the truth of the matter is, you and I, apart from Jesus, are the most wicked, dirty creatures in all the universe. An earthworm has more glory than you do. You know that? Apart from Jesus. A slug, a slimy, slithering slug obeys the teachings of Scripture more than you do apart from the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Amen? What in the world do you and I have to celebrate? Let's celebrate Him. All about Him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. What song are we going to sing, Bryce? Page 273. Amen. It's a serious sin in this age. It's a serious problem among the youth of this age. Parents, teach your children even this. Stop looking at yourself in the mirror all the time. Stop talking about yourself all the time. It's not all about what you want. They'll become narcissistic, self-centered, self-pleasing. And they'll rebel and be drawn away by a world that says you are amazing. It's intoxicating, isn't it? It keeps you away from Jesus, though. You are so good-looking, You are, and, which is subjective. You know, some people might think you're ugly. So what are you going to do about that? Amen. Bryson might think you're smart, but Brenda might think you're dumber than a doornail. Amen. Doorknob. Don't you? <laughs> What's it? See? But you know what? You can't say nothing bad about Jesus. Amen. Nothing. 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 See the vanity of it? Let's sing together.